0: You know, back in December, in the build-up to Spider-Man No Way Home coming out, I was, like, majorly, mega excited for this. To the point where I thought, I've maybe built this thing up too much in my mind, too much putting too much pressure on, too much expectations, where you could easily, even if it's really, really, really damn good, it still could be disappointing. That film managed to exceed all expectations. Now, you might think, oh, that's kind of an odd opening, isn't this? Uh, this... Uh, recording about Alexa Bliss and her current situation. here, right, and I'll get to that. The point being, is in January, when it was announced that she was coming back, I thought to myself, not excited for this. You know, I love Alexa, she's great. I'm a fan of her still, but the WWE's product is, is just so awful. And to be honest, I've got rock bottom expectations for this. And for the most part, they have managed to actually be even lower than expected that as low as low as my expectations were, this has still managed to be actually, for the most part, even worse than I was expecting. They the juxtaposition of when you've actually got competent people who know what they're doing, like the the makers of Spider-Man No Way Home, and the absolute imbeciles that run the WWE, it's an incredible juxtaposition here. It's really you couldn't get more further apart from each other. So let's be so let's look at the latest situation here. The latest situation with Alexa Bliss really isn't surprising. It honestly isn't anymore. They actually booked her, did not book her in her hometown last night. And you think after elimination, like her her being off last week, okay, fair enough, you could sort of think, you know what, that's maybe not the end of the world, it's not a big deal. Actually, when you think about it, if you want her first appearance on Raw in front of fans since she's came back to be in her hometown... Actually, that makes sense. You know what, that actually... But then again, as I said before, WWE does not deserve the benefit of the doubt. And lo and behold, they went and fucked it up spectacularly last night. To the point where it's quite clear that Bliss herself is pissed. And even some of the usual WWE apologists are now saying, Oh, that was terrible, you shouldn't have done that. Well, here you go. They are partly to blame for this. And this has actually been coming for a while because even if you go back to mid-2019, Alexa Bliss's stock has been falling quite a bit in WWE and her base has just sat back there and just said the whole hey, she'll be fine, don't worry, she'll be fine. She'll be fine. You hear that every time. If you take a shot every time and a WWE apologist on Twitter says Alexa Bliss will be fine, you'd be absolutely fucking pissed within two minutes. But Here we are. Here we are. Here we are again. WrestleMania season, no less. A month away. Can't even get booked for her hometown. And from the sounds of things, was actually backstage last night and didn't get put on the show. Unbelievable. Fucking unbelievable. But like I said, we'll go back to 2019. It wasn't so obvious back in 2019, but in the latter half of 2019, they basically never gave her the mic. I think she had like a moment of bliss in like September 2019. And then again. In December twenty nineteen, now she was off for a couple of months as well with a shoulder injury at that point. So there, there is some grace with that. But for the most part, she was not getting promo time, and even to the point where I think even on Christmas Eve she actually tweeted, "Give me a mic" and things like that. And even before then, in twenty nineteen, a few weeks beforehand, she was talking about how she doesn't get to get promo time anymore. Well, she was in that god-awful tag team with Nikki Cross, which was really starting to drag her down. Let's be honest, her, her stock was falling then in that tag team. I get it. They won the tag titles twice. Yeah, whatever. But let's be honest, she they were used as Sasha and Bailey's punching bags for the most part. That's fine. Whatever. But, you know, it wasn't so bad back then. You can sort of see she was still on a certain level then. When you go into 2020, yeah, cool, whatever. She won the... Uh, she won the tag titles at WrestleMania, and okay, and that was nice. Uh, yeah, whatever. If if you have got to be in that team, uh, then that was the best thing you could do. Fine, cool, whatever. And then first month of the reign started off okay, and then they started jobbing out left, right, and center. And then, of course, uh, uh, the fact Alexa last pinned somebody in April and didn't win a match again until November she didn't actually wrestle a lot in between like August and November once the Fiend stuff started but to be honest between like May and July she was getting jobbed out quite a lot and anytime somebody mentioned that saying oh this is bad booking whatever the WWE apologists were coming in saying no you can't say that she'll be fine blah, 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 blah. it's going to be great and maybe it would have worked out fine because then the Fiend thing started and it looked like she was going to have a big role at SummerSlam and here's where the real decline started she was in this whole build-up for SummerSlam and then didn't appear on the show at all. No appearance whatsoever. Now, all the WWE apologists said, well, it's because Roman Reigns up the opponent, would have uh, overshadowed it. Well, that's bullshit. You could have put her on in some way. You didn't have to do her joining the Fiend then, but you could have put her in some way like have her be the guest referee or whatever. Then you could have played off: is she work, is she going to turn on one of them or whatever? Then you could have had the thing. She went. Fiend wins the title. You could have it that she held the title over at the Fiend, but kept looking at him, gazing back at him while she was walking back at the thing. And then you could have had Roman coming and attack. There you go. Wouldn't have overshadowed anything. It have, you still would have had Roman's big return. Then you would have had Alexa getting part of the show. You'd have had more star power. Boom. It's really not that fucking difficult to write. Well, of course, the WWE apologists were like, oh, no, it's okay, it's not a big deal. Now, when you think about it, missing one show, one major show, in hindsight, isn't really a big deal. She wasn't on the main card for SummerSlam 2019 either, so let's put that out there. So, yeah, okay. And things got better. Things got better, of course, once she actually joined with The Fiend. Between October 2020 and January 2021 was actually the best period of her career in a long time in terms of pure entertainment or being in the funhouse. She even got to beat Nikki Cross as well. Good, because Nikki Cross is fucking annoying. And then, you know, it was actually going well. Almost too well. Because when we got to January 2021, she was like trending every week on YouTube. Her segments were absolutely blowing up. Like making a million views in less than 24 hours. Easy. And I mean easy. She had all the momentum, momentum in the world going into the Royal Rumble. And then what happened? Eliminated in two minutes. And what happened? The WWE apologists on Twitter turned around and started saying, Hey guys, it's okay, don't worry, it's alright, yeah, everything's fine. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, she'll, be at WrestleMania. she'll have a big match at WrestleMania. She'll be in the Roman women's title match at WrestleMania. Yeah, how that one fucking turn out? <laughs> yeah, there you go. And then, of course, not long after that, the YouTube viewership for our segment started to fall a bit. It was almost a, a, a direct shot to the audience saying, Hey, look we're not really behind this character. When it really matters, this character's going to come up short. So we come now to, of course, WrestleMania. She was in that shitty thing. She was basically the fiend sidekick for a shitty match for Andy Orton and all this thing. She probably came out of it looking the best but that really wasn't hard to do because that whole thing was an absolute abomination. And there was people turning around saying, hey guys, let it play out. Let's see how it goes. It's going to be great. This whole storyline with Fiend and Orton, just wait. Yeah, what the fuck happened with all that? <laughs> you know? Uh, and then, so after this, right, you've, you've now got this now. That's technically, if you look at what they've done where at the major pay-per-views since the whole Fiend thing started, SummerSlam 2020, not on. Royal Rumble 2021, Eliminating in two minutes. WrestleMania last year, based on no, no match of our own, and involved in a god-awful segment, which ended with the crowd booing. Now, the crowd cheered beforehand, and they even chatted, holy shit, when she started doing the thing with the, 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 the black goo coming down her. However, what happened? The crowd booed because the ending was so shit, and there was never any payoff down the line. There you go. Another fucking waste. The absolute highlight of her, believe it or not, on major pay-per-views since then has been beating Eva Maria at SummerSlam. At least she got on the SummerSlam main card. But even then, I think that's only because they made it four hours instead of three this year, because let's be honest, that was gonna be, if it was a three-hour SummerSlam, that was going on the pre-show. So, thanks. You should be happy for small mercies in that sense. However, we came to Extreme Rules. Now, Obviously, she couldn't win the title because she was getting written off. That's fine. And she probably had to lose to get written off. And that's fine in itself. But there's ways and means of losing. At a pay per view called Extreme Rules, which is meant to be the uh, high be all and end all of absolute violence and all that shit. And then I get it, PG, but you can still push the boundaries and things like that. She loses because she gets a doll chucked in her fucking face and then a boot to the face from Charlotte. Just gets pinned clean. That's that. Now, the match itself was fine. It was quite a solid match. Alexa has a good showing in the match. So that's maybe not the problem here. The problem was after the match, the way she was portrayed. Now, Charlotte is about to rip up. Alexa attacks Charlotte from behind here. And then Charlotte just beats her up like she's nothing, like a complete jobber. Just remember, this is a former five-time women's champion. And she's just beaten up like she means nothing. And then Charlotte then just rips up Lily doll and Alexa in her hometown, nonetheless, nonetheless is left sitting looking like a moron crying over a bit of ripped up fluff looking like an absolute plonker and I'll get to this in a minute people were saying hey guys this is going to be a great storyline just you wait when she gets back it's going to be a big f- match with her and Charlotte and she'll get big revenge what let it play out it's going to be an amazing storyline <laughs> how'd that one fucking turn out you've all forgotten about that one eh Doctor Strange put a little memory spell on you but there you go And uh, yeah, she gets made to look like an idiot. But what came out of this a few days later was actually interesting. Now, Billy Batty, let's be honest, this guy comes across as a complete twat. I'm not sitting here saying that he's a great guy or anything like that. I don't like the guy. He comes across as an arsehole. He even admits it himself. He's an arsehole, so I can kind of respect that. At least he admits it. But he actually turned around and said that Alexa Bliss asked for a release back in August because of the Bray Wyatt thing and all the people were actually harassing her on Twitter, and she got fed up with it. But then they said, hey, look, you can go for a break or whatever. Now, some people honestly think the sinus surgery is the only reason why she was off for five months. No, I'm sorry. I I know sinus surgery can take time depending on the case. It probably was quite a deep one because she was... She has said as well she's had problems breathing, but what I would say is, if you think the sinus surgery is the only reason why she was off for five months, your head zips up the fucking back. I'm sorry, it does. Because, let's be honest, it was clear as day there was some sort of break involved with this and, of course, that she actually went and she's been needing this sinus surgery for a long time, so decided to get it done while she was on this break. Clear as day. It's it's starting to look pretty obvious. I'm actually really starting to believe the batty rumours that he actually that she actually did ask for a release, but then they talked her out of it or whatever and just said she could have a break or whatever. But, I'm honestly really starting to believe these rumors but then again, this, it was almost like you can have your break but we're going to make you look like an idiot on the way at the door and that's exactly what they did. And of course, she comes back in January for these shitty February therapy segments that are absolutely awful but people are saying, hey guys, these are therapy segments, they're so great. Even Alexa herself says, let it play out, um, that's coming back to haunt her now and I had a bad feeling that tweet would come back to haunt her. It's a shame because there was one asshole in, in our replies earlier reminding her of that I was sort of thinking I really wish she'd unless she was being sarcastic I really wish she didn't say that because let it play out as the excuse of the WWE apologists all the time I just hope she was being sarcastic like what she says her fluent and sarcasm thing in her bio but whatever but uh, yeah the whole thing was garbage she wasn't even in the Royal Rumble but all the, the neckbeards on Twitter were saying I just wait <laughs> it's going to win the Rumble guys but what happens they bring back Ronda Rousey and she wins it, and Alexa's nowhere to be found. So, another major pay per view missed by Alexa. Now, you could say maybe they were just protecting the character because you didn't want her comeback in her comeback to get eliminated because she was never going to win the Rumble, which could be a fair point if she didn't just get pinned clean in the elimination chamber three weeks later. So, that null and voids that. So, and then after that, nowhere to be seen. The point I'm now making is, people have made excuses so much for the bad booking, like from the bad decision makings, like from Summer Slam 2020 to the two-minute rumble elimination last year. They've all fucking made so much excuses. They've said, ah, oh, never mind, blah blah blah. And I've been saying for the longest time. Now I'm not saying she always has to win the title or win every match or whatever. Not at all. But you've got to keep them somewhat relevant. If it's okay to keep to keep missing major shows all the time, then your stock starts to drop. And you start to be more and more vulnerable to being left out all the time. If if it's not going to affect viewership one way or the other, if people are going to say, "Hey, it's okay, never mind," well, you know what? That person isn't a draw, and that person is on their is not particularly valuable. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. It looks like they've already found a way to shoehorn Sasha Banks onto WrestleMania from the sound of things. Apparently, she's teaming with Naomi again, so she's going to be in the tag title match. Now, there's oh, there's still time. Like there's still four weeks to go. Alexa could very well still be on WrestleMania, she could be put in a random tag team. They could put some gauntlet match or some shit like that on it. It's possible, but it's starting to look less and less likely. And if and if it is going to happen, then the time to bring her back was last night. If you bring her back next week, hey, look, it's cool, it's here, and everything. But missed opportunity. It's an m- open goal, and you fucked up already again. So, but you've now got people saying, "Actually," and the thing I was always say is they can't create their own crossover stars. You need to make them bigger than life actually vital to the programme because if the, if it's okay for them to start missing things all the time then ultimately they're going to start missing more and more but then they're going to have to bring in people outside from like from the likes of Ronda Rousey to, if they can't make their own crossover stars then they're going to have to bring in people like Ronda Rousey I know the marks on Twitter that defended Bliss's two-minute elimination last year said, hey guys, don't be worried, don't worry about that. They're, they're the same ones up in fucking arms over Rousey coming in and winning the Royal Rumble. Well, guess what? Although you lot don't, although the people who defended that, who actually like that, don't book the show, you're excusing it and you're letting WWE slide away. Things, so you play a part in this. And Ronda Rousey said something a few weeks, a few months ago when Wyatt got released about how fans make wrestlers expendable. Yeah, she's right. Spot on. Spot Fucking on! One of the reasons why the marks hate Rousey so much is because she actually tells the truth about them, and the truth hurts for these marks. You've got all these morons, I, I, and it, that just defend everything WWE does, and. Honestly, you've got people like that fucking idiot on Twitter, Juan Carlos, and no doubt I am. I am half. I am. Expe- I am expecting him a fucking pop up under this tweet. The world's quick, Jack in the Box, just like he did when I met, did the thing about Alexa being uh, drafted in round five in October. That's another thing. She was drafted in round five in October, along with Carrying um, Cross and Cesaro in the exact same round. Where are they now? So you know, but. That that fucking idiot's probably gonna pop up. That guy is an absolute arsehole. He's the epitome of what's wrong with the WWE fanbase and the Alexa Bliss fan base in general. Just a pure WWE apologist. And then you'll but then he'll go after other people, randomly pick fights with people and things like that. He's a fucking clown. So if you're listening to this man, fuck you. And thanks for listening though. Remember, like, remember when you did you actually listened to that thing and then I said you were gonna pop up under it? And then you actually did pop up under the tweet? And actually admit you listened to it, so you know that I said you were going to do it. Thank you for proving me right. And if you do the same again here today, thanks for proving me right again. Not that you'd know much about being right, one, because you're always fucking wrong. But there you go. But then again, anyway, we we, we shouldn't really make fun of one too much, you know. I mean, I mean, he's a he's a clear weirdo and everything that. He's probably cut a special little hole in his lily doll. But that doesn't count as losing your virginity, one. I mean, talk about letting things play out though. The guys like. Um, he must be coming up for thirty five this year because he's he's put his the date the year he was born in his profile what nineteen eighty six i if you didn't see that the the date the, the year he was born in the in his like username or whatever it is. You'd honestly assume this guy was like a teenager the way he acts, but <laughs> honestly, he's he's in his mid-30s, so there you go. But if you let it play out a few more years, you'll, you'll soon be able to do a sequel to the 40-year-old virgin, so good for you, one. good for you. But the point being is, people like that, people who are obsessed with wrestling, these obsessive people, and the, the people like that are gatekeepers as well to the fan base, they're going to chase the normal people away. The normal people that are into other things but wrestling. And I've always said, Alexa Bliss or now Lexi Kaufman, could easily transfer into the mainstream. She's got great potential crossover appeal, but it's almost as if WWE is doing everything it can to sabotage that. So, you know, trying to make her less and less valuable. The, and then, just watch what will happen. If they don't release her this year, or the post-mania because anyone who doesn't end up on a two-night WrestleMania is very vulnerable to the mania releases, I would say. If you can't find a spot then, then there's something far wrong. However... On the other hand, they might not release her because they might know if she actually did go away and actually get an agent, start getting acting work and get successful outside of the wrestling bubble, they would then have fucked up big time. Maybe they're not quite that dumb, but who knows? Who knows? We'll see. But anyway, and then... The Other thing is, I heard as well that she was on this uh, doing this air hockey thing over the Super Bowl weekend when she played like an NFL Hall of Famer there. So that's great to see her doing stuff like that. And the more she does stuff like that, the better. Get your name out there. And it was her real name she was going by. And there were some people on Twitter saying, Oh no, she might be about to leave wrestling. Oh no, good. I hope she fucking is. Not because I don't want to see her on TV. No, I want to see her doing bigger and better things because pro wrestling is a Fucking joke, and all these people saying, "Ah, eh, how do you go to AEW? Shut up! You know you're just as bad. Just in the rest it's total wrestling bubble garbage. Nobody watches AEW. How how long do you think AEW is going to be around for? Because now Cody's left, one of the founders. How how long is that going to last? Because there's already stories about them having budget problems. So you know, it is what it is. They might not be around for that much longer. You know. Tony Khan can only keep Barrett borrowing his daddy's money for so long before daddy's going to turn around and say, what the fuck is this? Come on. So, who knows? I digress. But hopefully the day comes where Lexie Kaufman goes on to bigger and better things outside the wrestling bubble. But, sad to say, our current situation at the moment is terrible, it's lousy, but it's not really surprising.